Welcome to Coffee Break with K.A. and Dana. We're brought to you by the Lesbian Talk Show. I'm K.A., a lesbian romance author, and in my past life, a counselor and a social worker. And I'm Dana, an avid reader, coffee connoisseur, recovering alcoholic, and a graduate of the School of Hard Knocks. Grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us for a meaningful conversation from a lesbian perspective. It's a new year, and many of you made the decision to turn over a new leaf. You made a New Year's resolution or resolutions. And some of you may have discovered that they're really hard to stick to. According to the Business Insider, the psychology behind why we can't keep New Year's resolutions, a study from 2016 published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin investigated New Year's resolutions and found that 55% of resolutions were health-related. About 20% had to do with getting out of debt. These are tricky things to do at any time of the year, let alone in the month after the holidays. In this episode, Kay and Dana will discuss New Year's resolutions, why we make them, why it's difficult to keep them, and what we can do to be more successful. Won't you join us for a meaningful conversation? All right, so we are back after a break, and we're talking about resolution. They usually come in the form of lifestyle changes, but they can be different strokes for different folk. Um, But I suppose before we get going, we should wish our listeners a Happy New Year. Absolutely. It's hard to believe that another year has come and gone. They go they go quicker the older you get. At least that's what I find. Oh, amen. I know they do here. It's, you know, it's hard, like with our granddaughter, because, you know, when you see her every day, you don't realize the changes that she's made. But if you look at the pictures from a year ago, it's like, wow. And, you know, that's, that's what happens at the holidays, isn't it? I mean, you look back over the previous holidays sometimes and compare Christmas pictures standing by the Christmas tree or around the turkey or whatever you do. Um, or if you don't do Christmas, whatever your holiday is, um, we often use those as milestones. So it's easy to see growth or, or deterioration, depending on your circumstance. So resolutions, do you do them? I do do resolutions um, the older I get. For the last 22 years, my resolution's been not to drink for the year, and and that's gotten easier through the years. Um, But in prepping for this episode, I got to thinking about it, and I think that for this year, my New Year's resolution is going to be just to be kinder to myself. And see, you know... I think once you see it and write it down, it makes it a little bit easier. Well, yeah, and, and later in the show, we'll talk about some some tricks to being successful. So being kinder to yourself, um, that's that's good. I mean, that that's good. You know, I, I opened this show talking a little bit about some research, and, and what that study showed is that for participants that saw some enjoyment 
or, you know, found some joy in the resolution or saw it as important, they were more likely to be able to keep that resolution. So is this a, an enjoyment thing for you? Part of it's a necessity for me, but yeah, I think I could get more joy if I was just kinder to myself. It's really easy for me to be kind to others, but it's really hard for me to be kind to myself. That I mean, that's a great resolution. You know, so many, so many resolutions fall into either health or lifestyle, which kind of falls into, into to health. Um, that's, that's cool. That kind of steps outside the box and does something good for you, which will end up impacting your health. Right. Because if you're kind to, kind to yourself and you feel better, you're going to be healthier. I found this uh, quote from uh, Ben Franklin and it says, how few there are who have enough courage to own their own faults or, and, or resolutions enough to mend themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's that's wise words from a wise man. And I think that's just it. You know, resolutions, we're trying to improve ourselves in some way. And I think a lot of times that's why they fall to the wayside, because we have strict, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to buy, you know, there's no graduation into different steps of the resolution. You, you know, I, I think you're I think you're right. That that is one of the one of the reasons that it's difficult to keep resolutions is we set the bar so high for ourselves and then we're disappointed when we can't make the bar that was unrealistically high in, in the first place. So I like your idea. you know, steps, smaller steps, which kind of falls into the last what we'll talk about last on this show. You know, I, I I read a lot of websites and, you know, in researching this and, you know, statistics sites are easy to find and not able to back up a lot of them. But one I found is 45% of Americans usually make New Year's resolutions. What about the other 55%? Are they perfect? Well, you you know, so I, so I probably fall into that... Uh that other 55. I used to make resolutions. I used to do it. And it used to be related to, to health. It was, it was like one of two things or sometimes both. Um, a diet. Oh, those always start in January. And more exercise, better exercise, more strenuous exercise, more consistent exercise. Um, so I, I'd, uh, I do what many do, set the bar unrealistically high. Do you set steps? Like in the in the first week I'm going to do A, B, or C? I did not. And this is when I was younger. I was younger. So, um, no, no steps. And, and in fact, uh, I'm not, you know, I, it, for the diet, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to lose a pound a week. It was going to lose, it was, I'm going to lose 25 pounds. Um, so, uh, needless to say, it worked a little while and sometimes I, uh, fell off more quickly than others. And sometimes I hung on a little longer than others, but eventually I stopped making resolutions. Um, but, I, but this year's different, but it's not going to have anything to do with, with health because, well, it's just not, 
It's word count for me. It's word count. A certain number of words each day, period. No excuses. Word count. And what happens if something comes up and you don't get your word count? Is that is the word count you have a failure because you didn't meet your expectations? Yes, probably. It's probably going to be like the uh, lose 20 pounds or forget it kind of thing. So I'm, I'm right there with the rest of you. I've, uh, I've uh, not had uh, the best of success with resolutions. But, you know, the last part of the show, we're going to talk about some ways to be successful and I think I'm going to incorporate a couple of those this year. So I found a list of why resolutions fail. One, we make too many at one time. Two, we don't do the hard work to actually achieve them. Three, we don't get started right away, but instead procrastinate. That would be me in a nutshell. Um, we adopt someone else's resolutions, not ours. We aren't willing to fail while we're trying to achieve. And last, we just quit. You know, if 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 I want to lose 20 pounds in two months and I don't lose 10 the first month, I'll quit. Oh, my gosh. If you want to lose 20 pounds, if I want to lose 20 pounds and I don't lose one or two the first week. I quit. At bad, bad, but and and you know, just I, I just said what you shouldn't do. Uh, beat yourself up. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about that. You know, I I like those. I like those. Um, and the and I found many of those 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 same um, points with resolutions. But the other thing I found is that for some. It takes something radical like a medical diagnosis for a New Year's resolution to really take hold and be successful. Um, you know, you get you get bad news from the doc and all of a sudden you scare yourself into doing what you need to do. Yeah, but even at that, it's it's a lifestyle change and it's not going to happen all at once. No, no, it's it's not. Although fear will keep you on the wagon. You get good and scared about something and you've got that motivation. But but if you're if you're not, I think you're right. Without those steps, um you're you're kinda kinda doomed to maybe not failure, but certainly have some problems. Um so we're gonna talk about um how to be successful, which obviously the listeners now know. I need some tips on. Um, you may have this more down pat. I don't know. But so no, anyway, no. We're, we're next up. We're going to talk about uh, how to be successful. So what'd you find on that? Did you did you find how to be successful little gold nuggets in your, in doing your research? I, I well. I found a few. Um, one thing that really struck me is until we change our insides, we cannot change our outsides. What do you think about that one? Well, yeah, I could take that all kinds of different ways, but what I, I see that as kind of uh, uh, motive, the core of motivation, really. I mean, well, how, I'm not sure how they meant that exactly. 
just let it resonate with you. But here's a question so for you. So you don't know either. When Stop. You, no, I don't know. I just, it just caught my eye. So when you're making your resolutions, have you ever asked yourself, if you achieve it, will that make you happy? No, I have not. Have you? Um, well, not until I started doing this podcast, but, you know, that's a good point. What if you keep your New Year's resolution and you lose 50 pounds? Is that going to suddenly make your life great, grand and glorious? Well, uh, if you don't have one of the serious medical conditions that you really need to lose your 50 pounds, no, probably not. Not in and of itself, but probably ties back to your other point about changing the inside. The key to setting effective New Year's resolutions is to be clear about what you want. For example, if you're trying to take better care of yourself this year, what does that look like? Write it down. Why, when, where, and how? So you know exactly what so, you want so to achieve. So be smart when you set your goals. Be, be smart right. and be specific. And, and realistic. realistic. Okay, and, and we'll throw in that one we talked about a little earlier reasonable steps you know so when you're writing things down maybe that's something to jot down too the steps to achieve your goal okay that's a good point what else did you find well in, in the bottom line is we just need to be realistic it's not I like it so I don't like the term resolution I would like it to be you know we're going to make wishes or personal changes. goals Personal goals, yeah. Because a resolution is you're going to do this and this and this by this time. And there's no margin for error. Yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're absolutely, uh, absolutely right. And resolutions do not have to happen in January. Well, look at Lent. You know, when you're supposed to give something up for 30 or 45 days, I'm not for sure how long it lasts. You know, how many people set goals for Lent? Uh, we have a friend who used to every year give up sodas and chocolate. And she'd make it about four or five days. And it's just... She, she'd been better right. off if she gave up sodas or chocolate. You know, cause that, I think that's where people, some people go wrong, too, is... It's too much. They set too many, and then it's hard to focus. If you set one and set your steps and really focus on it, you've got a better chance of achieving it. And the other, the other thing I found, too, for myself, when there's something that I want to work for, I take a little three-by-five card, write it out, and I just stick it in my bathroom mirror. So every morning while I'm, you know, brushing my teeth and washing my face and putting my contacts in, I see what my intention should be for the okay, day. Okay, so like, like little reminders where you're going to see it um, and little reminders that are positive, not negative, right. will, will help you. The other Always. little reminder is, it's not exactly a reminder, but it could be, um, tell someone that, you're, that you've made the resolution. Talk with your family, talk with your friends, tell someone that you're, you know, you're working on losing weight or you're trying to quit smoking instead of just doing it in private. And because with that support, you'll be more successful. 
I'm always more successful when I have an accountability person or people, you know, this is what I'm going to try and do. And then because and then periodically, if they see changes, they'll know that I'm working on that and they will comment and positive, positive feedback is, is always important. Wife? Not always, sometimes, um, you know, it's a, when you love somebody, it's hard to point out faults or if you haven't met your goal. Um, but I have people in my life who will look me in the eye and say, you're not doing so hot. Maybe you should uh, reconsider some things or readjust things. You know, instead of losing 50 pounds in two months, how about if I lose 10 pounds in two months? You know, make it realistic and be able to reevaluate whatever your resolution is if it's not going as you Or how want. about if you simply lose? Right. Or take better care of yourself, which includes, you know, being on a diet, eating healthier. That I, I think uh, I think all those things are good for us. That's why that's why most people who set resolutions set health related resolutions. I mean, it's because we know we should do whatever you know we're, we've we've resolved to do. But you know, when we think we should, that should is another piece of of not being successful. Um, if you think of it in terms of what you will do as opposed to what you should do, you'll be more successful. That makes your plan more realistic. I mean, I'm like everybody else. Last January, my wife and I bought memberships to the Y. We were going to work out three days a week. In January, we went zero days. February, zero days. March, we canceled oh, our membership. Yes. And you and how many other people... Matter of fact, my wife memberships over the years, they've always occurred during the first month or two of winter. And as I think, maybe they related to a resolution. I don't know. But but how many do that? Um, I'll bet a lot. And, you know, was three days a week realistic with our lives and our schedule? It was doable. We just didn't make the time and have a plan. So we said, this is what we're going to do. And when we didn't do it, so we just dropped it. So it wasn't something you enjoyed and oh, it wasn't no. important enough. Now, right. if, if you threw in a medical diagnosis or something, that's when you see people make major changes. All of a sudden, someone will drop a whole bunch of weight or they'll, you know, they'll they'll start walking or whatever they do, but that motivation. Okay, so bottom line here though, is you're gonna be more successful if you don't beat yourself up over it. So if you, if you wanna quit, if, you, if your resolution was to quit smoking and you had a cigarette, oh well, get back, get back on. on the horse and go. If your resolution was to quit drinking and you had one, well, you might need a little more help than just doing it on your own, which right. we've talked about in previous shows. But if, if you don't have a major problem and you wanted to quit drinking, oh, well, you had one. Get back on and go. Um, there's no such – my wife would, would be the first to tell you there's uh, that perfection doesn't exist. 
that nobody is perfect. So don't expect perfection out of your resolutions. Well, and I think that's good all year long to not expect that. Um, I've spent years trying to get there and it goes back to a, until I change my insides, my outsides there that will is change. Again. So what does that mean to you? Is that, a, is that like a self-esteem thing that has to do with not beating yourself up? Or what does that mean to you? Because I can look at it like internal motivation or self-esteem, or I can look at it so many different ways. What does that mean to you? Until I change my thoughts and my actions, nothing's going to change on the so outside. So basically it, it is not beating yourself up. Right. And just being, you know, kinder, not only to myself, but to others. You know, I have to have that internal gratitude. And, you know, we've talked about gratitude before. And, you know, I do my gratitude lists and I have an accountability partner who, you know, I send my gratitude list to and she sends me one back. And, you know, when I can remember to be grateful for what I have. The other stuff falls well, into place. It does, and grateful can also. Um, that great, to be grateful is to be more positive, to be thankful for what you have, to, to consider your blessings as opposed to the bad things that have happened to you. And when, when you do that, right. you feel better. And when you do that about your resolutions, you've got a better chance of achieving the goals you set for yourself. Absolutely. All right. Hey, on that note, great discussion, my friend. It is good to be back in the show saddle again. And well, I look forward to our next one. Absolutely. You've been listening to Coffee Break with Kay and Dana, meaningful conversations from a lesbian perspective, brought to you by the Lesbian Talk Show. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and visit our website, www.coffeebreakwithkandina.com. Until next week, work hard, be kind to one another, and watch amazing things happen in your corner of the world.